Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Catherine Plano here with me. Catherine is such an amazing soul. She is known as the queen of transformation and is a modern day alchemist. We dive into so much in this episode. Catherine shares all the things on shifting your subconscious mind, shadow work, and really just mastering your mindset. Catherine is such an amazing soul who's been helping leaders really stand into their truth and power. Her mission is to help as many people transform and create a vibrant, fulfilling life by tapping into their superpowers and finding the leader within so they can live their fullest potential. We dive into so much magic in today's episode, and I know that you're going to get so much out of it. I can't wait for you to dive in. When you do, make sure you tag me on Instagram. Share on your Instagram story when you're listening. I'm at The Spiritual Boss Babe. And also go find Catherine. Check out the links in the show notes so that you know where to connect with her after this. And if you are loving the podcast, if you find yourself binging and feeling so aha, like when you listen, like having all these activations happen within your soul, then please leave me some love on iTunes by leaving a review view. Your support, your feedback is so, so, so appreciated. And I thank you so much in advance. So without further ado, let's welcome Catherine onto the show. Welcome to the show, Catherine. I'm so excited to have you here and I cannot wait for you to share all of your magic with us today. I'm super excited to be here with you, Stephanie. Yes. I love the work that you're doing and like really with really just helping people with their mindset and transformational work. It's so powerful and so important. And I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about you, your story, and what really led you on the path to doing what you're doing today. I know that's probably a lengthy question (laughs) with uh, quite the story behind it, but ultimately I love to open it up with that so that people listening can hear like how how we're all led to our purpose. I feel like we are our purpose in the essence. And so I would love to hear a little bit about what that is for you. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you, Stephanie. We are our purpose. And I think it's um, we wouldn't be down this road if we hadn't have had to go through some of those experiences ourselves. Um, and my journey started a long time ago. So probably in my twenties. Uh, um, I was always working with metaphysics and have been for many years uh, working in different healing centers and ended up opening up my own. And I guess what happened for me at that time was um, I was finding people was 
were very reliant on me for their healing and I didn't feel like I was empowering people. And I did that for quite some time and it was really, an, a, 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 I guess, an insight was when a lady brought in her husband and I could clearly feel and see that he was resisting what was what was going on and um, I thought, I'm not doing this anymore. There's got to be another way. And so, of course, for me, I then delved into coaching, uh, which 20 years ago was probably not as popular as what it is today because these days you can get a coach for anything, right? Mm-hmm. A wedding coach, a speaking coach, <laughs> you name it, right? So for me, it was more so I wanted to empower people and I felt that uh, everyone had the ability to heal themselves and everyone had the resources they need. They just needed a guide to be able to take tap, tap into those um, resources. So coaching was one of those things that we really um, fascinated uh, uh, fascinated me at the time. Um, and um, so did neurolinguistic and so did neuroscience and so mm-hmm. did the brain. And so obviously I really delved into that side of things. And um, hence why, you know, fast forward to today, hence why I do what I do today. It's really about, I feel like I'm on purpose now mm-hmm. that people are not reliant on me. And even with coaching, I, I love it when they come and see me for a short time because, you know, and, and you'll come, um, you'll see a coach for different reasons for, uh, at a different time in your life, but I don't want them to hang on to me forever. And that's what was mm-hmm. happening, happening in the, when I was doing a lot of work within the healing modalities. And I did every everything from Sekim to Reiki to Pranikil, you name it, I did it all. Wow. Um, and that was one of those things that I was really fascinated as a teen and then into my 20s and thought, wow, this is awesome. But um, I think now it's a bit of a difference. I think now, you know, back then it was looked upon a bit woo-woo um, and even today, but I think today there's, there's this real merge happening with science and spirit, spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed really with it. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. So I feel like now it's it's time to merge the two. I can bring back all of that um, and and merge the two, the science and the spiritual aspects of of both of these wonderful uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. That's so cool to hear, like how it's all coming together full circle. How how like what are some ways that you've been merging the two? specifically for yourself uh, and your yeah, business? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I've always lived a, a spiritual life uh, and I think spiritual for me, and it's interesting because spiritual would will mean different words for different people. Mm-hmm. And I remember I ran a class and I was talking about how we have to tap into the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body and the spiritual body. And there was this level of resistance in the room and then some of this, and this is a, in a corporate arena, of course. So, um, and then it was a great conversation. Um, people think spirituality and religion is very uh, mm. close uh, and they're not really. I think the way that I see it and the way that I believe it, spirituality is we, we it's, it's something that we live and breathe on an everyday basis. And religion is, it's more, um, I think man-made, you know, it's yeah. like you, it, it, it's drawn from a source and they gave the source a name and, and so forth. So, and, and I'm open to all religions. I, I don't follow any religion, but it's, um, to me, a spiritual life is I get up at 4.15 every day and I meditate for 45 minutes. Wow. Um, yep. And I have done that for a very, very long time. I have my daily practices, my daily routines. Um, and, you know, as simple as things like, um, 
you know, I still sometimes move away when I need a little bit more clarification and I just tap into my heart and soul and ask the question and I will receive the answer. But you have to have a level of, um, I guess, state of mind and state of stillness and which I find people find it really hard to do these days. So mindfulness, it's, I know it's, it's been bantered around, around for such so many years and it's, you know, it's still very big, but I think it's, it's about staying still and mm-hmm. listening to that inner voice and listening to that inner soul to help you guide you all the way. And sometimes I just surrender and I actually, when I meditate, say, show me the way. Let me know what I need to do today. Mm. And so how I merge the two is I live it and breathe it, the spiritual aspect. And the science aspects is um, everything that I do is evidence-based. So, you know, especially when you work in a lot of corporations, they want to see the evidence. They want to see the science. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't want to be too woo-woo. And even doing meditation, when I talk about meditation, I don't talk about connecting with your higher self or your soul self. I talk about how fantastic it is for the brain and I bring brain science into it and I talk about how you can move away from um, that that deeper part of our unconscious mind where mm-hmm. all our, you know, all our stories reside and how we can uh, step out of that into a state of stillness and start listening to those stories or limiting beliefs or fears that come up for us and actually challenge them. Are they really ours? So mm-hmm. I do it from, um, uh, in everything that I do, I merge the two in a very significant way. That's awesome. It sounds like you've been helping a lot of people with your work over however long you've been doing it. <laughs> 20, I think 25 years. I think, oh, yeah, wow. 25 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. So do you work but with it, people one-on-one as well as corporations? Sorry. Oh, of course I do. I do one-on-ones. I do groups. I do workshops. I do large corporations. Um, I do, you know, I love doing uh, speaking gigs. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's always a great way to help tap into that that greater potential. Um, and of course, writing as well. So I do. I do. I give back to the community a lot uh, because I think that um, it's just. You know, in my way of giving back, it's that 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 cycle of rhythms. You know, I receive, I give back. It's just that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. Like that energy exchange is everything, and it fills you up to give as well as receive. It's like both. Mm. So and you have to. I mean, I think it's a good point what you just said. You have to be open up to receive as mm-hmm. well. And I think yeah. that's one of the biggest lessons for me in the last couple of years is I give, 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 give. But was my receiving channels open? No, that mm. wasn't. So then that was more um, for me to start saying yes to people or thank you or uh, when people say, do you want to help any help? I would say yes, whereas before I'm like, I'm oh, okay, I'm okay. Wow. I wasn't receiving. So it was really interesting um, how, you know, you're constantly learning. I, I, yeah. ne- I will never stop learning. I know, even it never ends. Doing, no, even though I've been doing this for a long time, I'll – I'll be going on for another until I, you know, turn into light. Yeah, I love that. So, and I love how you use the example of receiving as just saying yes to support or yes to help. Like that's like, for those of you listening, like receiving in in general is just an energy as well. And so you can just become more aware of receiving compliments or receiving help. And the more you become aware of that, the more you allow yourself to receive in all other ways. Mm. You know, uh, it, 
It's true because it's it's one of those things and somebody brought it to my attention that I'm always giving. Mm. And I always talk about um, the exchange of energy. So everyone that's worked with me, there's always got to be an exchange of energy, uh, whether it's money or exchange of services or whatever that may be, there has to be uh, an exchange. And if there's not, it's it's almost like you're giving your power away all the time. And that's what I was doing. And here I was teaching it and here I was doing it. And mm. it was almost like that unconscious part of myself that was tapping me on the shoulder going, Catherine, are you listening to what you are saying right now? Uh, are you actually living and breathing it right now? And the answer was no, I wasn't. Wow. What shifted that for you? Or how did you get out of that? I guess you could say. Um, I think it's, I, uh, Burnout was one, uh, definitely, and I think that um, I'm very sensitive. I'm a very, very sensitive individual, and so anxiety, when uh, the anxiety gets, it, it increases, I know that I have said yes to everybody else but no to me. Mm. So they're little, you know, I always say the anxiety is a bit of a gift because it allows me to, uh, it gives me that pull like, hey, Catherine, uh, you need some downtime right now and you need to say yes to you more now. Wow. So it's, um, and it was just really burnout, uh, being tired, uh, being run down, that kind of thing. Mm. Not having energy. Yeah. Did you, you need to... Sh- away. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a shame that like we have to get to that. No, we don't have to get to that point, but a lot of people wait till that point before they shift when really you don't need to. It's just unfortunately that like loud wake up call. Yes, I know. But you know what? That is human nature. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like they wait to, and I've, I've worked with some people um, and there's some people that have actually said, you know, work is just so hectic. I just need a break right now. And then they go and break an arm a week later. Oh, wow. Right? So just even the language, the words that we use, we're actually, we're, as soon as we start verbalising, we're actually projecting that and forecasting it and uh, and broadcasting it to the universe. Mm-hmm. And we're actually saying, I need a break right now because that's how I'm going to stop. Or like my dearest sister, unfortunately, um, but blessed as well, she also was like that really uh, burnt out and working and got hit by a car. And then had to stay at home. And she, and the thing was, the funny thing is when we spoke about it, she said, you know, I was asking to work for home, from home for such a long time and now i got it mm. for months. So we always get what we ask for. We just have to be really careful what we ask for and how we verbalise it. Mm. What are your tips on how to, like, ask for what you want in the best way possible, whether it's out loud or in your mind or in your journal or however you go about doing it. Yeah, I journal a lot and mm-hmm. uh, and I do, even in the journal, I mean, I, I use a pendulum as well. And, I love um, pendulum. I use my pendulum a lot too. <laughs> yeah, same. And I mean, you know, I've become, to, I've become more and more uh, trusting of self and hence why I could just stand there and use my body as a barometer, as a, as a, as a, as a way to give me the answer without using the the pendulum, but I've been using them for for years, like in my twenties, which mm. is a long time. <laughs> um, and so um, I always like to journal. And when I uh, create the space to ask questions, I make sure I write the right questions. I write them down. I ask the right questions. Sorry. So I write them down first. Make sure that. There's no variables in my question because sometimes when you ask a question, uh, it's, it's, you know, is there another way that this can be interpreted? 
And if it is, I'll ask it so it's so specific because with, with the pendulum, you have to be so specific. There mm-hmm. has to be no variables. And um, so that's what I've learned to do is make sure that I always write, write and ask the most specific uh, question to get the right answer. For when you're like just getting things out? Well, for when I'm actually using the pendulum Mm -hmm. or asking for guidance or asking for direction, I make sure that I write it down first, very clear about um, what I'm asking and if there's no interpretations. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes one question, you will have three different interpretations Mm. and then it can alter your answer. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So when it comes to like shifting at the subconscious level and like shifting your beliefs, is there like a specific teaching or process that you personally like go through with people that makes them have a major aha moment or a shift? Oh, yes, there's so many of them and always, always. So I always uh, love to unpack um, those stories, those beliefs, um, and I think that it's it's I always talk about this. It's I talk I love to talk about the shadow and ego uh, mm-hmm. uh, aspect of self because um, it really helps bring to life um, what is sitting at that deeper unconscious part of our mind. And so quite often, and I still do it myself. You know, I'll still have. I just had an insight not that long ago about uh, here I am pointing something out, and that's my shadow. Go hi, Catherine. Here I am. Um, and, you know, and, and your shadow will always be in front of you. Your shadow will always um, make sure it's uh, present. Uh, but then it's up to us to w- whether we want to see it or not. And mm-hmm. so, for example, when you're pointing the finger at somebody and saying that this person is a coward or this person is selfish or this person, that is your shadow is your shadow is pointing at you and saying, Hi, or, mm. you know, like the other thing, it's, you know, sometimes I say in my, when I'm doing one-on-one coaching, it's like that's the mirror that's holding up in front of you. So what in what area of your life are you being a coward? In what area of your life are you being judgmental? What area of your life are you being selfish? And so when you actually start unpacking it in that way, people will go, there might be a, re- a level of resistance initially, but then they'll yeah. go, Oh, I am. I'm a coward because I can't uh, ask for a pay pay rise. Oh, yeah, I'm a coward because I can't. You know, so you when they start actually coming um, forward with the things that come to mind, that is the you know this, this is how we unpack the stuff that's sitting at that deeper uh, yeah. conscious part of our mind. Uh, the other part is the ego. I always say, is that you talking, or is that really the ego talking? You know, some of the clients that I coach will say. Oh, but they love me there. They need me there. <sighs> they keep telling me they need me there, and they can't. Uh, they uh, um, uh, can't imagine anyone else being there. So you can hear that. That's really ego talking. Yeah. And so if we're, and then I say, okay, let's put ego aside right now. What do you really want? Oh, yeah. Well, I actually don't want that. So sometimes we allow ego to drive our way of living and, and and the things that we get ourselves involved in because we think it's there's this whole, you know, whatever story, when really when you get the ego and the shadow out of the way and you're actually just working with the individual, 
it's very raw. It's very different. Mm-hmm. So what can you explain a little bit more the difference of the ego and the shadow? Mm. The ego, think of it this way. I always look at the ego, it's somebody that's doing it for a, a reason of, um, let's say it's almost like the e- when the ego talks, it's um, just put it, trying to put it into words so make it really simple to understand. It's almost like, it's not a showing off kind of energy, but the energy is very much like um, it's all about me kind of thing. Yeah. And this, these people need me and this company need me or my partner needs me or um, they will not be able to live without me. That's a very egotistic way of speaking. Yeah. Um, and you can hear it. There's this real... Um, It's, 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 you know, when you, you get ego out the way, it's actually false. It's a persona that's, mm-hmm. that we wear a lot of the times. And when we actually uh, start challenging the ego, really, your family can't live without you? No, they can. <laughs> really, can this corporation can't live without you? Well, they can. And so when you start challenging the ego, it's, it's, you could see that the, the, the individual, even their physiology, they start, it's almost like the ego leaves. The ego is very strong presence. It's very out here. It's very mm-hmm. forward. It's very loud. Whereas the self is a little bit more uh, present, mm-hmm. a little bit more um, peaceful, mindful. Yeah. Yeah, it's very different. The shadow, again, it's behind. The shadow is very, very, very um, sneaky. You know, it's one of those things that you have to really be conscious of when the shadow presents. And most of the time, I always say, when you point the finger at someone, there's three fingers pointing back at you. That's your shadow talking to you right now. Mm. Yeah. It's the best way to identify it. It's like, is it because the ego is talking because it's it's, it's a way of um, making you feel good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and making you... um, not being clear of your decisions because you're blinded by the ego, right? Mm-hmm. When clearly you don't want to be there. Yeah. But the ego saying, but, you, you know, they need you, they want you. And so you can see the difference. And it's very between. convincing at times. It is extremely convincing at times. I think that sometimes when we really jump and I always, like, challenge, even myself, when I get really excited and I want to do something, I'm like, is that ego talking right now or is that really me? And a lot of the times ego. Mm-hmm. Or when somebody says, Catherine, do you want to do this project with me? I'm like, oh, sounds really exciting. <laughs> I want to do it. Is that ego talking or is that Catherine talking? And yeah. a lot of the time it's ego because we want to feed the ego. We want to be famous. We want to be big. We want to be bold. We want to be all of those things, which we are, but we don't have to go to the extremities of showing mm-hmm. that we are. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, an ego is definitely part of being part of the human experience. <laughs> so it's like learning how to work with it, so to speak, or keep it in the passenger seat. Mm, I, I, absolutely. It's a way of life. I think that ego plays a part. You know, I think ego, you know, because we are on this, um, you know, on this vibration, on this realm, on this plane, uh, we need the ego to keep us here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Uh, so there's got to be, it's about how do we keep the balance 
of the ego and not let the ego drive everything that we do and mm. then the ego make all the bad decisions for us because you, I see this a lot in entrepreneurs as well, uh, you know, where they've got their business, everything's driven by the ego um, and then they wonder why they don't succeed and they wonder why they don't, you know, or they compare themselves or, you know, and that's also an ego thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, well, hang on, she can do it, I can do it. It's, it's just, you know, it's very, very different energy than when you actually go, what is my purpose? What is my why? What do I want to do really? Yeah. What do I want to do? Not because what I should do or what other people think I should do. What do I want to do? Yeah. That's a way more empowering way to look at it. I feel like a lot of people can get caught up in the comparison, the trying to make it to such and such level of their business. I mean, we've all been there and it's just like, it's so much more empowering and easeful and uh, in flow it feels when you ask yourself those more empowering questions of like, what is it that I really want? Like, who am I really? What do I really stand for? Yeah, and when you come from that place, see that that energy that you're talking about, that's being authentic and genuine. That's where success lies. Mm-hmm. It's when you're authentic and genuine and you're just being yourself and you come from a place of the heart, mm-hmm. not from the mind or the ego, but a place from the heart, you'll attract people in that way because your heart naturally, you know, emits electric electric magnetic fields and attracts, it's, it's like a, it's a magnet, like a magnet. It attracts mm-hmm what you are putting out. So when you come from a place of the heart, you can't go wrong. Mm, I love the way you from, read that. But when you when it comes from the, the ego and from, from that sort of very different, it's a very different energy, you're push, push, push energy. You're not bringing it towards you. Yeah. How do you personally balance those energies? I know a lot of people, like, especially like in my community, I ask like questions around like letting go of the outcome and also like just, just feeling confident and worthy enough. A lot of self-doubt creeps in and that comparison comes in a lot. And so do you have like a specific way that you personally like balance that or keep the ego at bay so, or, or tap into your heart like faster, whatever it is? I would love to hear like your personal thing. Yeah, sure. So I always look at, you know, lean into those, those callings, they're callings, they're, they're, uh, they're callings for initiations. So when you have got the self-doubt that comes up, that's a calling for you, Stephanie, saying, uh, and most of the time when you unpack what that is, it's not even yours. It's mm-hmm. something that was passed on to you from either parent, friends, school, whatever that may be, or something you watch. Um, it, it, I, I always say, when you hear those self-doubt, uh, the inner critic, whatever that may be, lean into it, and this is where you unpack it. So for, for anyone that's listening right now, it's not just about, Yes, coming from the place of the heart. Um, coming from the place of the heart will banish just about anything. But let's be realistic. How often can we really come from a place of the heart all the time, 24 by 7, mm-hmm. right? You have to be a conscious human being, which we're not. We're not a conscious human being. We are unconscious. We're 95 to 98% of the time. We're running these old programs. So, you know, the more we can start being more conscious and leading with the heart, the more we can start working with this stuff. But because we are uh, these unconscious beings walking around through life um, and reliving these programs, it is important to identify the patterns that keep following us. And so you'll see this quite often, whether it's self-doubt or, uh, you know, in a business, everything's patterns. 
And so, you know, I've, I've seen people where they've uh, been in a corporation, left the corporation, started their own business, then went into a partnership, blah, 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 and it goes on. But the same patterns or the same problems occur, just different time of the year, different people, but the same pattern. The common mm-hmm. denominator is the self, right? So this is where we need to do the deep work. You've got to get rid of your baggage. If you can't continue forward without getting rid of your baggage, because you can imagine your baggage will accumulate over time and will get heavier and heavier and heavier Mm -hmm. and hold you back. So I always say get rid of the baggage first. So we always get rid of the self-doubt, the fear, the critic, the inner critic, you know, and we work with it. We work Mm -hmm. with it. And then we can start practising daily practices, even if it's just a couple of minutes a day to... Um, to work with the heart space because most of us don't want to do the work, the deep work, because they want to avoid the pain mm-hmm. where really we need to lean into the pain. That's where we'll find the pleasure. We need to yeah. uh, like dive into the pain and understand that this pain is exactly a block that's sitting in front of us. But if we can actually work with the pain and maybe feel some of the pain, let go of some of the stuff, mm-hmm. you'll find that you'll start feeling lighter and lighter and lighter. And then you can work with the heart a lot more easier and you'll find, because even the heart carries walls, mm-hmm. your heart itself will carry um, laser walls. So it's about getting rid of the baggage. And as we start getting rid of the baggage, you'll start seeing that where um, it becomes easier for us to work with this, with the intention of working with the heart. Mm. I love how you explain that. I was literally just talking to someone right before you about um, how fear or pain is a great teacher. However, we don't need that to always learn the lessons, but like it was that, oh, wow, I had such a breakthrough because I really just leaned into the pain. I leaned into this thing that was really holding me back. And so it's interesting like hearing you say it again in the way that you explained it. And it's encouraging you know, to a lot of people uh, who may be afraid to lean into that uh, whatever feeling and judge it, but just to go with that to come out lighter on the other side. And learn the lessons. Yeah. I mean, to me, fear is false evidence appearing. Mm -hmm. It's not even real. It's a figment of our imagination. And I think that if we can make it uh, an ally rather than a foe, we can actually work with it. And I always say, if you want to grow, do the things that scare the pants off you. Mm -hmm. Because when you do the things that scare the pants off you, you grow from it, right? And so we avoid Fear can be a, a source of pain for some people. So they won't do, for example, I always say, um, you know, if you want to take your business to the next level, you know, to a lot of the entrepreneurs, writing is one uh, and then speaking is another. And speaking is is up there with that. Some people say, I would rather die than do a public uh, wow. talk. Yeah. And yet that is the best way of expanding your network and actually uh allowing others to connect with your voice. And I think it's really big. So once again, you know, for those that I've worked with and actually lean into the fear and actually done their, their, their talks, they've gotten business out of it. They've grown out of it, you know? So once again, and then they'll do other things. They'll go, you know, for bigger audiences. So we just don't allow the fear or the pain to stop us doing the very thing we need to do. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Get out of your comfort zone. Everything mm-hmm. that you want is so far out of your comfort zone. 
I love that you are talking about speaking and writing. Do you have any books personally? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I do. I actually have. I have uh, Getting to the Heart of the Matter, um, which took me about three years to write. Wow. And um, I've got my second book, uh, The Workplace Alchemist. Ooh, I like that. Uh, which, yeah, it's, it's uh, I found, and this is the science, bridging the science and um, the spiritual work that I've done, working with the chakras, but around leadership. So nice. very, very different. Um, and I'm on my third book now. But so I, I know when I first started writing, I always journaled as a kid. I always loved writing. But to put my writing out in public was a very different story. Wow. So there was a lot of doubt, a lot of like who's going to read it, uh, all of those things. But, you know, once I got myself out of the way and I just kept doing it because for a love and for the fact that if I was to change one person's life, I'm on purpose. That's it. And now I write all the time. I have, you know, I put all my writing, um, my my team uh, recycles my writing into uh, posts and I have, you know, thousands of people reading uh, what I write and always have great feedback. So, but it's taken me years to get there. Wow. Same with the speaking, you know, speaking, yeah. I was very scared of speaking. Um, and the more speaking I do, um, I actually did a TEDx talk this year in September. Congratulations. Uh, which, That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Which was one of those things that I always was going to do. And I, I always push the boundaries. You know, when I did a big talk in front of, I think it was, 1,200 people, I was like, okay, the next thing is a TEDx talk. And then I created a vision board. I had myself, I cut my head on a TEDx. I mm. did the whole picture, cut my head and put it on there. And, I, and it happened, you know. So I think for me it's like what I say to everybody else, I've gone through that too, all mm-hmm. that doubt, the self, the inner critic, all of that stuff. But you just got to just ch- tune into why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it to help people? Or you're doing it, or is this an ego thing? You want to be famous or, you know, so very different energy um, yeah. comes with it. But we all have it still to this day. I still have it. What? This, oh, the self-doubt? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And when I do, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What was that about? I, I'm constantly working on myself. People think I've got my shit together. <laughs> don't. This is why I do what I do because I learn all the time, mm-hmm. not just from educating myself, but I learn from others. Yeah, same here. Same here. And I feel like even though doubt and fear are still there, they still creep in, it's it's like we learn how to navigate through it much easier. We don't let it knock us down or at least not as long as it used to or whatever. And it just becomes like we learn how to manage it. It's like self-mastery or emotional intelligence developing like the skills to get out of it. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. It's so powerful. You're inspiring me. I really want to finish my book soon and I keep talking about it and like, I really need to commit to doing it. So that is inspiring me. I think, you know, it's interesting. I did a a thing. So my first book took three years and uh, my second book took three weeks. Whoa. So I know, but I actually challenged myself that I'm going to do it in a month. And I took a whole month off and I did no interviews, no nothing, no, we even recycled my blog so I could purely focus on the book. And so when we put our uh, intention and, and our attention onto a project, we can manifest it. Mm-hmm. We've just got to create the space. 
So when I did that, I mean, when my first book, I actually just, you know, just was, I didn't even think it was going to be a book. It just helped me get through the things I was getting, going through at the time. Um, But definitely my second book was intention of finishing over a period of time. And I say, if you want to write a book, block out a day where you just write. And I'm talking about like, even for me, I'll put my mobile phone in my car Mm, so that I will be tempted (laughs) Uh, checking my phone or anything like that. I absolutely turn off emails. I am. I am not just. I won't let anyone distract me. And I'll even let my husband know and everyone that I actually writing this week. And I go, okay. So wow. I create really strong boundaries. So you can do it too. Yeah, you're inspiring me. I definitely need to up my boundaries around that because I've been like talking about it for a while. And you're right. If you make the space and you have the intention, you can make it happen a lot faster than you think. So calendar. Oh, I am. I am. As soon as I'm I'm like in the middle of launch right now, but yes, like I'm going to do it. What are you launching? If you don't mind me asking. Um, My abundance activation Academy. It's like a six week program diving into uh, shifting subconscious identity to attract more abundance, similar work, a lot of like hypnosis, NLP type stuff in there as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. What projects do you have going on right now? Well, I'm actually, um, where is it been a three year project? Nice. Uh, we are about to launch the Rise and Thrive Coaching Academy. Um, so which cool. It's global. Uh, and I guess the thing with that too, it's because when I started school 20 odd years ago, you didn't have your proposals, the contracts, anything like that. So this school is you're doing your foundation work plus NLP. So you do NLP, quantum physics, which is more of that kind of like science and spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's writing and speaking in there as well Uh, and uh, proposals. So, you know, all of the things that I had to put together and I call it, and there's also a proposal, we call it the $1 million proposal in there. So we're launching that next year um, and we want to be, uh, we're actually giving 50% off because we're actually going through uh, to be accredited by International Coaching Federation, yep. ICF. That's awesome. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, I think that, thank you. Uh, and I, and you know, I don't, I'm sure it's like that everywhere in the world, but if you want to work in large corporations, because mm-hmm. uh, anybody can be a coach, but an accredited coach is very different. Mm-hmm. So a part of the program, you'll be an accredited coach. And to do that, um, you know, we had, we want to go through ICF to, so that it's global recognized and accredited as a coaching program. So it's really different to any coaching program that's out there. It's very much the uh, science behind it, uh, evidence-based, uh, brain science, neuroscience, neurolinguistics. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's very, very exciting that we're finally, finally there uh, after three years of working so hard on it. That's amazing. That's so exciting. When does it, when does it officially open? So we're already starting to take, um, enrollments now, um, and it will be launching February in the new year. So exciting. I'll make sure that I get the link for you so I could put it in the show notes too so that people can check it out. It's amazing. I feel like we do, we're, we're, I feel like very aligned with everything that you're doing and teaching. It's, that is actually a future goal of mine as well. Something similar, like certification program involving NLP and hypnosis. Um, so I think it's really cool that you're doing that and that, uh, you just are doing the things. It's awesome. It's inspiring. It's awesome. And it's so needed. 
Yeah, it is. I don't think there's not enough. I mean, you know, even though there's a lot of coaches out there, there's not enough that do what we do, for example. Um, And, you know, I think that the more of this work that I see and see the results and we guarantee our work. So I guarantee my work and I know that nobody out there guarantees their work, but I've never touched wood. Has to give money back, but um, I guarantee my work because I guarantee the outcomes, and I know this stuff works. And so, and we can't keep up with the amount of clients that we have, and hence why um, I, I've been in business for ten years. Uh, so I want to now step away and uh, get other coaches accredited and do the work that I do and start really help. It's called Rise and Thrive because we want to help rise and thrive the consciousness of the planet. That's oh, our, I our love mind. that. That's such a powerful mission yes to raise the vibe of the planet together we can't do it alone that's true exactly yeah so so get a tribe of us to go out there and make a difference yeah i love that so where can people find you and connect with you to ask you questions or just to check out more of like what you're doing your books your events all the things uh, you can find me on uh, my website, which is uh, Uh You can send me an email support at katherineplano.com.au because uh, I am based in Australia. Um, but And there's a form on our website. Um, there's lots of free stuff. Like I said, I write. I do lots of free stuff as a way to give back to the community. Uh, and I'll send you the link for Rise and Thrive, the coaching academy for those that are interested. Uh, like I said, it's 50% off to get our first cohort going uh, because that first cohort of the cohort that's going to be helping us get our accreditations with ICF. So uh, I'll send that to you. But um, awesome. you can find my book, everything on the website. Sweet. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. This was awesome. We got to dive into a lot of things and I'm really excited for everything that you're doing and for the listeners to go check you out and connect with you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to connect and to share all of your magic. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Stephanie. It's been a delight and um, I really enjoyed our time together. Yeah, same here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.